This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Right, that is! the last mail! Smith courts one into right down the line! It may go! Go crazy, folks! Go crazy! I pop off! The Cardinals are! The Cardinals won the play! Cardinal fans, and welcome to a Tuesday edition of Your Ruffled Feathers, brought to you by our friends at Two Birds on a Bat, and of course, coming to you from the Patio Studios, the original party place for St. Louis Cardinal fans everywhere. Pre or post game, Patios is the place to meet. Uh, gather the gather the gang, whether it's work related, fun related, beforehand. Uh, enjoy some tunes, some good food, uh, good music. Uh, good beer, good cold beer and drinks, of course, and then head over to the game or meet afterwards as well. And if you're not going to the game, you can hang at patios because the atmosphere is awesome. It's been there for uh, since the beginning, as I like to call it, when it comes to this run of Cardinal baseball. That's patios. Of course, we want to thank Two Birds on a Bat as well for their continued support of all the sister shows here on our Two Birds on a Bat. I'm going to call it a network because that's how it feels. And I'm enjoying doing these little spinoffs as it's fun to get different perspectives from all our guys. And as always, we want to thank Randy Green with InnovativeCompanies.com. Residential, commercial, industrial, doesn't matter. Randy Green's the name you know and trust. Construction, heating and cooling, and electric ready to go at a moment's notice. If you're military or first responder, make sure you let them know and take advantage of that 15% discount on the total project cost. That's InnovativeCompanies.com. Well, um, you know, when we talk about having your feathers ruffled a little bit, I, I would assume right now that the number one thing that's got fans' r- feathers ruffled is the um, the perception that it felt really good about Nolan Arenado, and now it just seems like an afterthought. So I'm going to say this. I'm kind of over it. Um, I still think there's something going on. But at this juncture, it's like, I, how many times can you talk about it and can you beat this dead horse? I'm much more concerned to, to piggyback off last week's show, which was awesome, and I had so much fun doing it. Um, as it as, as the topic of conversation really brings in both sides of where somebody sits, and it is amazing, and this is what I love about fandom, how you can talk about a subject like, are we better, are the Reds really better than us? And it's amazing how people fall on both sides of the line for the exact same reasons. The same argument, like you can sit there and one guy was, you know, it's just amazing to me how people can use the same argument and come to two different conclusions. It's just, it's amazing to me um, when something seems so neutral, like it shouldn't be a big deal what side of the line you fall on because in the end, we have no idea, like in the end, who's going to be better. But it is awesome to have an opinion and see where it falls. So I'm enjoying the heck out of this as it's a lot of fun. As I mentioned, I, I don't believe the Reds are better than us. 
I think where I left it, and I and I appreciate a lot of the comments. I got a lot of private stuff that people thought that I kind of nailed it, which I don't need to feel like I nailed it. But I think in the end, what the Reds did do was get better and close the gap so that if they have a nice season and the Cardinals don't, then they've given themselves a chance to win the division. And in the end, I think that's all you can do as a team. What I maintain is is that while we can sit here in, I guess this is February, and I was getting ready to say January, boy, it flies. But in February, you sit here and look at rosters and you look at teams, and for some reason, all of us out here, and I'm not going to say all of us, but it seems like nobody's talking about the Cubs or the Brewers. And I think we better talk about them, right? Because <laughs> I don't know where like we get this feeling of like knowledge or this knowledge that we have that they're just not going to be as good as us. But I'm telling you, you better pay attention to the Cubs for a variety of reasons. So today we're going to talk about those pesky Cubs, who we all love to hate. Um, it's kind of a prerequisite. If you want to be a Cardinal fan, you got to hate the Cubs. It's just the way it is. It's not a mean thing. It's just a fun thing, right? Like, get off your high horse and have some fun and hate the Cubs. But um, I, I enjoyed my conversation. I thought there were great points brought up last week by my co-host. So let's welcome into the show to talk about those, those, those awful Cubbies, Ron Nuttall. What's going on, Ron? Uh, Jim, uh, you know, quite a bit. If you're if you're reading into things, you can keep yourself really busy. Um, but as far as uh, news goes, once again, pretty quiet on the St. Louis front. Uh, you speak of the Cubs, that uh, ends up being my life every Thursday night. Um, as you know, I do a I do a show with some very good friends of mine who just happen to be Cubs fans. You know, everybody's nobody's perfect, um, but I, I kind of live this week in and week out. Uh, growing up in Central Illinois, I grew up right there on the I call it the Cubs Cardinals DMZ uh, near the Peoria area where it's about 50-50 split. So um, I even have family members, you know, blood relatives that are Cubs fans. You can believe that. Well, I can believe it. And I do. I'm, I'm going to consider you to be the, the, the foremost expert on all of this because, <laughs> you know, uh, you do talk about the Cubs quite a bit. And I jokingly say, like, I, I love to hate the Cubs. I've said it numerous times on the show. We have a good friend who's a Cubs fan and he he'll tell you like when they won the World Series, I don't want you to be happy for us. I want you to be pissed off that we won a World Series. And at that time, he's like, I want you to be pissed off we're better than you. That's what makes us fun. He's like, all the fun you had with me for years, I'm having fun with you back. Like that's the best part for me. I don't really hate any like yeah, I, I could I, you know like there hates yeah. us really strong word, right? So I more or less than anything have to respect them because that's your you better respect your opponent and I think the Cubs are definitely an opponent here. So, you know, kind of feeding a little bit off of uh, of your knowledge and and what we all know to be. Let's talk about first and foremost. Like I'm going to give you my quick spiel here and, and say that my assumption is is that people think there's a demise of the Cubs because they didn't win, I guess. And I guess there's some degree of like a couple guys that have been dominant in the past. Don't seem to be so dominant anymore. I would say that probably starts with Lester. Craig Kimbrell looked more than human last year. Right. Um, couple guys haven't worked out for them. You know, they made some free agent acquisitions that you like. I remember when they got Tyler Chatwood, everybody wanted Tyler Chatwood, right? Oh, just get him out of Colorado. He's going to be great. And then that didn't work out. Jason Hayward hasn't really worked out for him. I think the only team he gets any hits against is the Cardinals. 
Um, but certain guys, Kyle Schwarber, people think he's a train wreck in the outfield. They seem to forget how well he hits. Everybody wants to hate Wilson Contreras. Like nobody likes Javier, but like they've got all this stuff going on. But in the end, when you start looking at it, you you go back to what I just said and you go, wait a minute. They've got Wilson Contreras. They've got Rizzo. They've got Baez. They've got Chris Bryant. They've got – and you start going, wait a minute. Like these guys aren't going to go away quietly. So I think they need to be taken seriously. Your thoughts? No, it's been my thought exactly, Jim. If you look at the the, the core of this group um, that won it all in 2016, that young core is still intact. Um, and I think it'd be a stretch for me or anybody else to to um, say that that core group isn't capable of you know, uh, uh, just taking over um, this division. They certainly have enough talent. And I think if you, it's easy to look, ignore the individual numbers that they put up last year, some of these guys. Um, you know, Schwarber had a really good year at the plate. Rizzo had a good year. So, you know, it, we don't pay attention to it because of the record, because they missed out. But if this team is healthy and they play anywhere near their capability, I think they're going to be right there with the Reds and with the Cardinals. Um, I, I, I find it now pitching is going to be their big – I think if you ask a Cub fan, they're gonna they're gonna tell you that pitching is probably the biggest concern, and and not just the starting rotation, but also with the um, with the bullpen. You know, minus the closer, uh, regardless of what we think about Kembrel, he's got a track record. Didn't get off to a great start last year, so there's there's a bit of a question there too. Uh, I think pitching is gonna be their worry, but they certainly have the talent in that everyday lineup. But if they're healthy and they're 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 playing well, um, I think they can they can keep the Cubs in contention all year long and be right there. Yeah, you say a key word, I think, for most of these teams, and that's health. I mean, if you want to start questioning the health of the Chicago Cubs, well, let's look inward, right? Like, we got our own concerns. Like, it, you know, I, uh, like you want to bet a bunch of money that Adam Wainwright's going to be healthy all year. Like, unfortunately, you want to bet a bunch of money that most of the guys are going to be healthy all year. Like, you anticipate younger guys being healthy, right? But sometimes the older guys get, and we've got a few, right, that it's like, can they stay healthy, you know? Um you know, that being said, when I look at the Cubs and I say those big names, it's some of the other guys that, that, that make me kind of wonder, you know, what they're going to do. And they've got a couple of young guys that I think are intriguing. But for me, you know, you look at you look at the guys that carry the, the, the mail for them every day. Not a lot of guys in the league can 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 say, yeah, we got a we, we can go Baez, Bryant, Rizzo or any combination of that's pretty that's pretty strong. Or Schwarber, throw that yeah, one in there. Too. We can go Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Schwarber. What can you do? Like, can the Cardinals do that? I don't think they can. I don't think we have no that. Like, just in my opinion. So I, I, I think we are going to have to go position by position on this one. So let's pull it up. Let's let's get out the the pad here, like we did with uh, our Cardinals. And let's go position by position. So, of course, let's start at catcher. This one's going to be interesting. Um, Wilson Contreras. I mean, this is an interesting one. Wilson Contreras had a nice offensive year last year, man. And he's not a bad defensive catcher himself. So what are you going to do there? Sorry, I had my – well – yeah, sorry, Jim. The uh, sound came on my laptop there. I caught sorry that. about I that. that last no, you're okay. Minute. I said catcher is going to be an interesting one. What are you going to do at catcher? 
Contreras versus Yachty. This is a tough one. I would say Contreras obviously seems to have an issue with some of his pitchers, which is a big thing. Like people are going to look at this and go, this is a no-brainer. Contreras has got a cannon for an arm he, and, and his offensive numbers. He's a young catcher, right, and he's up and coming. Would you really rather have Contreras over Yachty? I mean, a lot of people are going to go, of course we would. Um, would I rather have Contreras over Yachty? Um, you certainly look at offensively, um, one might lean towards a, a, a big yes. Um, defensively, yes, he has a cannon. Um, you know, if you look at his numbers a couple of years ago, he, does, he didn't have a great or a very high you know, caught stealing rate, and you can hang some of that on his pitchers like Jake Arrieta that took forever to get to the plate. Um, I certainly could give that some recognition. Um, but still, I, I can't – if I've got the choice between the two of handling a, 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 a key game, I'm, I'm going Yadier Molina every time. That might be a little bit of a homer in me, but he's done this for years now, and we know how he calls a game. We know what their record's like, how the pitchers perform when he's not in there. That's taking nothing away from Matt Weeders. But we all, we've all we all seen it over the years when he's out for an extended period of time. It just – without looking at the record, I, I think it's much better with Yadier Molina in there. And um, defensively, I, I give him the nod over Wilson Contreras. When Wilson Contreras gets anywhere near the same amount of gold gloves that Yadier Molina has, uh, you know, regardless of what you think of that award, um, then I, I might give him the nod defensively, but not – not today. I, it's 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 pretty close, Jim. And and you know the you trade off some offense, you know, for stellar defense. And um, boy, I tell you what, it's it's harder to say this year, knowing what our offense is going to be like, to say, nah, I'd rather have that bat instead of this bat. So um, I'm giving Yadier Molina just a slight nod here, and it's for his the way he handled the game. Okay, so we're going to go slight edge to the Cardinals. Okay, we're going to go slight edge. Slight. Okay, slight. Okay. Okay. Let's move over to first base. Interesting. I mean, this is tough. Yeah. It's really it tough. tough um, I mean, Rizzo, better batting average, better OBP, better OPS, right? Better OPS plus. Rizzo's right. a good defensive player himself. Um, you got to go Cubs here? Slight? Cub slight? Um, I think so. Um, you know, it'd be interesting if you flip-flop the two guys with the rest of the, you know, the order around them to see what that's like. And if you recall, I don't remember if it was last year, Jim, or if it was the year prior, but crazy enough, I think Madden had him leading off a handful of times. Sure. Um, I don't know how that would have impacted the numbers here, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. i Looking at it on paper here, I'd probably Rizzo. The Cubs had the slight edge here at the first base. All right, let's go to second base. Um, I think we're going to go. I mean, we're going to have to give this one to the Cardinals, and I think at this juncture, it's probably going to be Cardinals big. I, 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 they don't yeah. even have a second baseman right now, do they? I mean, it's probably uh, no. It's, it's unclear. Obviously. Well, I mean, it, it's probably well. It's probably like some sort of combination of we'll see what they do with Horner, Hap, uh, guys, Bodie, guys like that, right. right? I mean, they've been rumored to be in on Scooter Jeanette, but right now I think the Cardinals have a big advantage at second base. I mean, 
you know, they they had their yeah, issue last year with uh, oh god darn it, what's his name? Zobris was out because of his person. You know, like, but even then, even with Zobris, I would, I mean, it mm-hmm. would have been a big Colton Wong uh, thing, I believe. So let's go to third base. Yeah. Uh, do we even need to discuss it? Car, it's Cubs huge, right? Nope. Cubs huge. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Let's go to shortstop. Interesting, yeah. eh? I don't know if we need to discuss this one either. I mean, I think like there's a lot of people well, out that. there that do not like Javi Baez, but he's a stud, man. Whether you like it or not, uh, he is. You know, I, I, it's 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 Cubs. Um, I don't. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure it's huge, but it's Cubs. I'm just gonna say Cubs. I think it's a little more than slight, and it's less than huge. It's my opinion. Um, yeah, I could probably go along with that too. Okay. Yeah, um, it, there's really no way of arguing in, in, on Paul DeYoung's path on this one. So, okay, going Cubs as well. Let's go left field. They now have a new left fielder named Mr. Castellanos. Oh, no, Castellanos went to uh, Cincinnati. Sorry about that. Yeah, he left. Um, right. Kyle Schwarber's in left field. Right. Uh. I have no idea who's playing left field for us. So I got to go Cubs. <laughs> yep. I'm with you. Okay. Center field. I mean, I like, Push. I'm as, I was going to say, I'm as unimpressed with their options as ours. Right field. I would right, say the I same thing. I'd say the same thing. Push. Would you not? Um, yeah, I would. <laughs> Um, let me, let me hit center field here real quick. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar enough with the Cubs organization simply because I have a conversation every week. Okay. Um, and I, I like what our, I like the potential. I like what the potential sounds like with some of the Cardinals options for center field. I know that, I know that parade being led right now by Harrison Bader, but, um, you know, if, if somebody like Lane Thomas or Carlson really, shows up and, and distances themselves in spring training. I'm, I'm more excited about the potential for the St. Louis center field position than I am Ian Happ or Albert Elmore Jr. being in center. Um, but I still think right now it's such an unknown that, yeah, absolutely, I think we're on the same page here. Push. All right. And I think in hindsight I'm going to have to rediscuss something. Um, Jason Hayward is a defensive stud. And his and his offensive mm-hmm. numbers last year were better than Dexter Fowler's. I we have to give that to them ever so slightly. No, am I wrong? Um, it, no, I, I think it's close, Jim. But I I I think you make a good point, right? You look, at, Jason Hayward can have a down year, but you kind of know what you're going to get from him. You're going to get somewhere between you know a, call it a two fifty ish batting average. Um, he's not going to hit for a lot of power. Um, or not as much as you would need a right fielder to hit for. But I think you have way more of a known in Jason Hayward plus the defense. I, I would agree with you. I think I know where you're going, that I would probably give a slight nod in right field well, to the Cubs right now, simply because they know what they have. I mean, it's a it's an interesting thing, right? Because I'm sitting here going, okay, um, I you know we all want to bag on him right like we all want to say Jason Hayward thank God we didn't sign him to that contract and that is true right like thank goodness we did not sign him to that contract but I mean I'm just being honest and you can think oh this is bullshit or whatever but I can promise you we all would have taken like here's the deal if Dexter Fowler would have hit 251 which he did not 
if he would have had a 343 OBP, which I believe he had a 346. So I let's that's basically a wash, right? If he had a yeah. 429 slugging percentage, which he did not, and if he had a 772 OPS, which he did not, um, the bottom line is we would pick Jason Hayward because he's way better defensively. So his offensive numbers were a tick better, and he's better defensively. We have to go with the Cubs. I mean, it like it's just wrong not to. Yeah, um, sorry, I, I'm totally in agreement with you, and I will I will say that you know, in my opinion, and it may not shake out this way, but in my opinion, all three of those outfield spots should be basically awarded to the best performer out of spring training. So again, I'll say this: like I agree with you right now as it sits right now. Um, I'm definitely more excited what the Cardinals could potentially have once we start seeing how these young players perform. Um, so that could change by the end of spring training, but for right now, I, I, I agree with you, Jim. I'd give the slight nod to Hayward. If I had to pick between the two right now, contract aside, that's probably the, the direction I'm headed as well. Um, I'm fairly certain. This is where it's going to get real interesting because I think on the surface, you would sit there and go, well, you know, according to you guys, so far, if that's the case, why didn't the Cubs finish above the Cardinals? Well, people are going to go, well, it's obvious the Cardinals' starting pitching was better. Was it? I mean, I mean, uh, was it? I mean, I we can look at it. I mean, everybody's bagging on Hugh Darvish. Hugh Darvish had a sub-four ERA, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Um. I, I, you know, pretty interesting. Um, Kyle Hendricks was a three, four. Lester was a four, four. Quintana was a four, six. Hamels was a three, eight. You know, um, yeah, interesting. I mean, none of those numbers are terrible. No, they're not terrible. Um, I don't know. This one's interesting for me. If you look at the Cardinals, uh, we had a, Two seven five. Now, is Flaherty the one that puts you, like Flaherty? I think alone, you know. And and let's be honest, whether you want to admit it or not, Flaherty and Dakota Hudson were a really good one-two punch last year. And Wainwright, you know, outside of a few starts, was pretty damn good. Um, right. You know, what number are you going to pay more attention to when it comes to? How you manage? How, how you look at these guys? Is it ERA plus? Um, that's probably where I start. I mean, I I don't have my head wrapped around pitching war as much as I do uh, as I do position players, but I probably start with that. Um, I mean, the only guy that was worse than the average, like I, I don't know, man. It's interesting. Were they better? Like, if you look right at it, were they essentially better than them because of the bullpen at the end of the year? Because I, I know no, people. Like, like yeah, here's the deal. Without, okay, let's let's stay let's stay on course here. I think we're going to give it to the Cardinals, but I don't think it's as big as you think it is, right? Like, I think everybody immediately would go, "Oh, the Cardinals' starting pitching was much better than the Cubs last year. Much better." Well, not. I mean, was it? Michael Waka wasn't very good. Right? No. Miles Michaelis was all over the place last year. Although, you know, he, he was able to still keep it near a sub-4 ERA. 
you know, but he wasn't great. But but here's right. the thing: you had you had Michaelis and Wainwright were both really close to being pretty damn good, if you ask me. Whereas it seems like Lester and Quintana were not, if that makes sense. And you're talking about guys they've really counted on in the yeah, past. Yeah, no, it does. And you know, in neither of those two pitchers. Um, I don't think either of those two pitchers, at least at this point in their careers, are, are really frightening anybody. Um, now they're both still capable, right? Um, they can both still eat some innings. They can, they can, they have the capability to keep their team in the game. Um, but you also know that you you get to Lester early. You know that's always been the kind of the thing with him. Get to him early. Um, but Quintana didn't have a fantastic year either. But they're both still capable pitchers. I mean, there's a lot of teams around the league, Jim, that would take those guys in the four or five spot. Three through five, there's a lot of teams that would happily accept those two guys. So I think what we're looking at here is a slight advantage of the Cardinals because I think in the, when you start talking about the top end, I think our top end was definitely better. So I think it's a Cardinals advantage. I do. Um, I don't think it's as massive yeah, as I, some people would say, right? Um I feel like the Cubs in the past had that feeling, especially with Lester or even when Darvish was maybe a little bit younger, that when you played them and you were facing that guy, you kind of felt like, well, we're not getting that guy today. Whereas I think the Cardinals kind of had that going on a little bit with Flaherty last year. It's like, oh, we're facing Flaherty. We're not getting to him today. Yeah, well, yeah, the Cardinals definitely have that, that in their favor. Now, what's interesting is you look at the two teams' approaches to pitching Jim over the years. Um you look at the Cubs starters, uh, how they ended up last year, one through five. Um, we know Hamels is a Brave now, but, um, you know, you Darvish, created signing. Kyle Hendricks, they brought up through the system. Lester was a signing. Jose uh, Quintana was a trade. Cole Hamels was a trade. Uh, so the Cubs have done a good job on this during this tanking period of rebuilding and drafting and getting their positional players in play. Um, they've really relied on outside outside help for pitching. They they haven't really developed a ton of it. Um, it's just interesting when you look up and down the uh, the pitchers on the roster, how many aren't from their system? I'm all like almost all of them. Well, I like I, I I don't know. This is like this thing's not playing out the way I think most people thought it might play out when we started it. Like where are we at on this whole thing, right? So I think it's going to come down to a couple different things. Mm-hmm. We're going to come down to where I think the biggest advantages were. Before we get to those last few, I want to remind everybody to check us out at twobirdsonabat.com. Going to ask you to subscribe to the show there. It takes about 30 seconds. You just click subscribe to the podcast. It's absolutely free. Check out our Two Birds bloggers there as well by simply clicking on that banner. When you find us on social media, on Twitter, it's at Birds on a Bat Show. Uh, follow us on Twitter, of course. We always ask that you find us on Facebook by typing in Two Birds on a Bat, spell out two. Like our Facebook page. Please click invite your friends and invite all your friends that are Cardinal fans. Uh, when you see the pin post, that's our latest show. If you would comment on it, like it, and share it, that helps us bring more Cardinal fans into the conversations, and we do appreciate it greatly. Um you know, Instagram, we're trying to get more involved there. It's a tough thing, I think, for older guys, but Instagram is two birds on a bat show. Lineupmediagroup.fm, home of your radio streaming platform for your mobile device. Download it today. You can find us there as well. To our partners, drchristianjacobs.com, who always reminds you that every day is Skin Cancer Awareness Day. So make sure you guys are taking care of your skin. To learn more about her, check out Ula La Spy Anti-Aging and Wellness Center and see if there's something you've been wanting to do for yourself that she can assist you with. That's drchristianjacobs.com. To the Gators Baseball Academy, uh, as we head into February, high 
high school tryouts are right around the corner, so we got a lot of people in the buildings right now trying to work on their game, get better. You know, I will say that unfortunately, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of people showing up late. Um, you know, kids waiting to the last minute, thinking I'm going to go in and get a little bit of work. Well, let me tell you something. There's been a lot of kids that have been in the building for a few months, tr working on their game, trying to get better. And then people look around sometimes and wonder what happened. You know, the bottom line is if you want to get, if you want to do anything, you got to work at it. If you want to improve your game, make sure you check out GatorsBaseballAcademy.com, located in Missouri and Illinois. So if you want to work on your game, if you want to try to be the best player you can be, you need to be working on it. It's that simple. I don't care what sport it is. I don't care if it's academics. I don't care if it's just being a good person. you got to work on it. GatorsBaseballAcademy.com, Missouri and Illinois. Check it out. And, of course, if you want the best barbecue in St. Louis, look no further than Adam's Smokehouse, located on Watson Road, open until 7 on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. You guys are going to get some of that great barbecue when you walk in the door. You're going to smell it. You're not going to know what to order. If you want to be a hero around the office, order up some box lunch orders. They, they can do that for you. You know, Just send it in. Give them a call. Set up a date ahead of time, whatever you need to do. If you have an event that needs catering, you can't go wrong with Adam's Smokehouse as well. Mike and his staff do a tremendous job, and I, I always say there's just there's so many barbecue places around. I understand that. But we think they're the best in St. Louis, and at the very least, they're tied for first. So you need to get over there and try it out for yourself. We appreciate all the people that listen to the show that have stopped by and, and told them that they've heard about it on the show. It means a lot to us. They know it's working. They know you guys are giving them a chance, and that's really all they want. That's what you do when you have something great. Just get people to try it. That's Adam Smokehouse, St. Louis. Here's your cue. Okay, my friend. This is where I think the Cardinals – I, I, we're better than the Cubs. For a few years, the Cardinals couldn't get over the hump, and our good friend Benji Molina would lead the parade. Everybody would be looking at batting average, and they'd be looking at this, and Benji would come on here and go, bullpen, bullpen, bullpen. I think last year the Cardinals were definitely yeah. better than the Cubs because of one main reason, bullpen, bullpen, bullpen. I don't know about you, but I don't even think it's close. No, I, I don't think it is either. The Cardinals had I – mean, look at look at what happened with, um, you know, uh, I can't remember his name. He went by Stickburger, and I can't remember – that was his nickname. Um, uh, damn it. Uh, he's, he's with the Padres now, they, but they, they got rid of him in the offseason. Um, I know they were trying him at the back end of the bullpen. They signed Kimbrell late in the year. He never really uh, – Oh, did – uh, you're talking um, about Matthews Jr.? Oh, Edwards. Carl Edwards? Pedro Strope, <laughs> Pedro Strope, right. Edwards Jr., both gone. Right. Both gone. Didn't make it. Couldn't handle so, it. Couldn't hack it. <laughs> no, and, I, and, and I, I agree. If bullpen was definitely something that stood out with the, you know, your rating for putting the Cubs and Cardinals side by side with each other, and I think it still does. Um, the other thing that I – that you, it does play a factor. I don't know how this translates into wins and losses, Jim, but if you look at where the Cardinals ranked defensively, they were first in the National League. The Cubs were 13th and 14th, depending on what metric you're looking at. So their defense was poor. Um, their bullpen was poor. So I think there are two things there that really uh, created the distance that you saw in the standings at the end of the year. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think that's going to be the biggest thing in the end. Um, for the Cardinals and Cubs, and I think it's going to be that again. Um, just an opinion, of course, but when I look at it, I wonder, okay, so what's everybody going to do? Here's the thing. I would expect Craig Kimbrell to be better this year. I would. Um, Steve Chizik is no longer there, who I've always thought was an underrated guy, you know. Um, Kinsler's not there. Kinsler always had a nice history. I don't, you know, and I thought he pitched – 
well for them he's gone so bullpens though are always a work in progress they change from year to year right so i mean i would i I would like to believe that we could have some carryover and try to be good for a couple years of course but i'm not sure that being said you know Uh, the Cardinals have a couple of questions that we probably feel good about based on things that we've seen, but it comes right down to it. And some people will say, Oh, I don't care. But the reality of it is who is our closer? We don't know. That'll take us to our Patterson tire and service text line, because uh, this just happens to tie into the discussion. So I'm going to tell you right now, Patterson tire and service is a whole lot more than a tire store. And we're going to ask you to get a hold of them. If the car's not running right, because they also specialize in automotive repair, but you can call them at 618-797-6711 for a quick quote on tires or brakes. They're located at 3718 and highway 111 in Granite city, Illinois, been in that community for a long, long time, taking care of their own. And if you're in that surrounding area and you've been, uh, been, been, you know, kind of screwed over or taken advantage of by different places, get over there and find out what it's like to be taken care of and, and, and to know that you, you know your situation matters their family-owned business uh, their dad you know started it pat you know the brothers worked there tirelessly for years to learn the business from the ground floor up that you know kevin and brian just do a tremendous job and they know what it means to take care of their customers that's patterson tire and service a whole lot more than a tire store this question ties in perfectly uh our friend russ robinson uncle frank uncle frank and we all know him on twitter at f r robinson 1957 i saw an article on mlb.com this morning predicting all 30 opening day closers they're predicting andrew miller as the cards opening day closer i hope not if it's not cmart i hope one of the younger guys step forward in spring training okay great question only because i'm gonna give you my thought on that and then you can give your thought i i think that is a ah, what's the word i'm looking for here to me Whoever wrote that article, shame on them. That is 100% lazy. That's lazy journalism. That's, I'm going to open up Facebook, I, or, or not Facebook. I'm going to open up. I'm going to type in some names. I'm going to see what the latest news is. This person, whoever wrote this, spent about five, I bet you they spent less than five minutes on the Cardinal situation. You know what I think they did? They researched, they looked at the stats and said, okay, Carlos Martinez had the most, oh, Carlos Martinez is fighting for a, a, a starting position again this year. Uh, Jordan Hicks is hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl, oh, Andrew Miller's closed before. He was a good closer a few years ago. It's yeah. Andrew Miller. That's exactly what this is, it's and I think it's nothing more. I think it's, it's nothing name more. Name recognition. Yeah, it, yeah I, I agree with you. I think it's, it's nothing but name recognition. In fact, yeah, I, don't, I don't want to disparage MLB.com. But if you, oh, I will. I think they absolutely deserve it in this instance. To me, it's, it's not the best work. <laughs> yeah, it's not the best work out there. Um, you, you get the very, I don't know, let's just call it very, it feels like shallow reporting a lot of the company line is what you're going to get there. So I, I rarely do I go there, but I, I, did, re, I did catch the same article Frank is referencing. Um, and and it, they did call out Miller, and my first thought was, did you forget about Gallegos? <laughs> you know, so. Well, I mean, it, yeah, it might be Gallegos, but it could be, listen. Nobody's looking at some of the other guys and what their skill set is. Like I promise you, Hels, right. you know Helsler. I mean Ryan Helsler could easily, Helsley, sorry, could easily close. I think. Right. Now listen, I take that back. Wait a minute. Stop. Back up. Erase. Ryan Helsley has the skill set to close. Uh, it's not easy. So I would never sure. want to use that term as easily. I'm saying the Cardinals could give him that opportunity. Right. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of him in this role, but a lot of people think John Gant could close. A lot of people think Gallegos could close. Yeah. So listen, I, 
I got no problem with that. But to just assume that Andrew Miller is going to be your closer because he did it a few years ago, I think is silly. I think we've all seen enough of Andrew Miller to know he's probably going to fill that seventh or eighth inning role depending on who they see coming up, especially now with the, you know, you're in for three batters. There is no lefty specialist. You know, I think we're going to separate men from boys when it comes to these lefties now. So at least thank goodness when Andrew Miller's on, his stuff is nasty. At least we have that going for you. Is it good enough to be a closer anymore? I don't know the answer to that question, but I know I certainly wouldn't anoint him the closer at this juncture. So that's my opinion. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. And you, you, we went off through a, a there's a long list of. It's the one thing I love about um, the way the Cardinals both the rotation and the bullpen is shaping up is just, there's so much depth there. If you just look at the depth chart, look at the depth depth chart since we're talking about the Cubs versus the Cubs depth chart, and you can see it right there. The answer is very clear. Now things can go sideways. Injuries, key injuries could happen. Get all that. Um, but if you look at the way it sits right now. Um, yeah, getting back to the article, yes, ridiculous. There's a, it could be any one of a number of guys right now. Gallegos would kind of be my number one candidate, just me putting in my opinion. Um, but it could be, it could be um, closer by committee for a while. Could be. I agree. Um, all right, so let's get back to it then, because I thought that question from the Patterson Tire and Service text line fit naturally with what we're talking about because of the bullpen thing. So, all right, let's get to another thing that I think is going to play a big part in this. Um, I think uh, when you get to the manager, I think you're going to have to give it to the Cardinals. I mean, the the, the Cubs obviously have a new manager. Um, I would say Mike Schilt probably outmanaged Joe Madden last year. I think Madden, I, I, that circus, I think, might get old after a while, and I'm uh, I'm assuming that it did. Um, but if you, but going forward, I, you have to go with Schilt, do you not? I mean, I, there's there any reason to believe that you would go with the new guy in Chicago, you know, Rossi just because I, I like, no. I just, I don't see it. Like it could be wrong, but I don't see it. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I don't either. Look, I, I know that, you know, he, he, there's probably, he's probably there for, he's familiar with the organization. He was familiar with, uh, you know, the personnel in that clubhouse and, um, you know, so he might have a little bit of a head start versus just bringing an outside guy in. But I think if you ask a lot of Cub fans who can put put aside the romanticism of 2016 and the fact that he was on Dancing with the Stars, and um, I, I think that a lot of uh, Cub fans, if they're being sensible about it, they're like, yeah, sure, we'd love to have Schultz in our dugout, right? Um, but we'll see how David, he hasn't had a shot yet uh, managing at the, at the big leagues, so, uh, or managing at all, as far as I know. But, um, you know, he was brought in. Uh, first of all, Joe Madden was shown the door because I think when it came to getting control back over the clubhouse and, and what was happening on the field, I mean, the, the Cubs, and this is the words of my Cub fan co-host from Team Arrivals, the Cubs players and, and personnel needed a kick in the ass. Joe Madden's just not the guy to do it. Question is, can David Ross do it? Um, I have no idea. Um, I would probably expect to see guys like Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant step up into uh, more prominent leadership roles in that clubhouse, uh, you know, with, with their buddy now, now, you know, he's going to be a player's, so he's going to be a player's manager I, I, for sure. He's going to be a player's manager for sure. I, he kind of feels that way, right? Yeah. I like, I don't see any other way he can do this thing. Like it's going to, he's going to be hard pressed to walk in there as a hard liner after playing with the, like, I just think yeah. that's going to be a bit of a struggle. Like I, I always thought that was a little bit of a struggle probably for, for Matheny, which I think was always the biggest concern because I think he, he wanted to be a hardliner because that's the way he played, right? And that was his general attitude. 
is that, you know, he wanted to do it that way. And I think it's hard. Like, I think that's why there is something to be said for guys that, that want to go down, but you know, it works for other guys. I mean, you can't, it's hard to complain about the job Boone's done, right? Aaron Boone's done a fine job. I like, I don't know. Like it's different, right? I guess some people can find that line. And I think it's more about the guys in the clubhouse, to be honest with you. So we'll see how that goes. Is it a shit show or is it not? It's going to reveal itself this year. I think, especially with the whole Chris Bryant thing, right? Like, you know, he can talk a big game, but is he pissed? Like, is he like, screw this? Or is he like, I don't like, okay, it delays my free agency a year, but I'm rich and I'm going to be even richer. And, you know, I like playing here and it's fun and let's go. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, who knows? Yeah, that's an interesting, uh, again, we, we talked about that very same topic last week. Not, not, not us, Jim, but, um, you know, look, if you're the, you're the GM slash president of the Cubs at that point in time. It was a difference of 12 days, um, 12 calendar days. And are you really going to give up another year of control for those 12 days? Um, I doubt many of us would in the same position. The Cubs so, didn't do anything um, wrong. They did nothing so wrong. wrong. No, they didn't. They did. I, I, okay. I would have done the same thing. But yeah, okay. well, I think so. I think most clubs yeah. would. Um, on that note, Let's go to the front office. This is an interesting one. I think a lot of people would say, oh, my God, Theo Epstein, right? Like, but I think they've, like, in my opinion, I think they screwed the whole thing up. Like, they screwed the whole pooch there. They completely botched this thing, Yeah, in my opinion. So, like, for all this talk about Theo Epstein being some genius, How'd the genius botch this up? Because he had the makings of it, right? They got cute, in my opinion. Yeah. Like Jason Hayward, awful signing. I don't give a shit about the speech. I don't care. Like that that has that has caused them an organization that should be in on other guys to maintain this dynasty, that has caused them to be out. Mm-hmm. The guys that they've brought in to Backfill this thing have been awful. You know what I mean? Like, couple some of the trades have been terrible. So I can't, in good faith, give it to him. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I have, I have to say that at least the Cardinals, whether you want to admit it or not, have at least answered a few questions. Now, have they taken it all the way? Can you, you know, do you want to say, well, they back-assed into pool holes and then they built the club? Like, you can. But at one time or another, this club has went out and got the pieces the club has. Um, You know, and, and, you know, we talk about some of the things that Mo never got credit for. People don't want to give Mo credit for some of the stuff that he has done because all they want to focus on is what he hasn't done. But I I can't give it to the Cubs. I have to give it to the Cardinals. Sorry, that's my vote. What's yours? Yeah. No, mine's the exact same thing, Jim. And I think I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the look. If there's a what have you done for me lately, I still check the box off on the Cardinals. If there's a what have you done over the long run, I still check the box off on the Cardinals for many reasons, right? Um, look, you think it's bad for the Cubs now. Just wait another year or two, okay? When some of these guys are going to be, you know, buttoned up against free agency, right? And, and, and this core that they have now, they're not going to be able to keep it intact. And look, Look at the moves that Theo made, you know, prior to his departure in Boston, bringing over. I, I believe I'm. I believe I'm right about this. Correct me if I'm wrong. But you know, when he made the trade for um, uh, Adrian, not Adrian Beltran, sorry, Adrian Gonzalez, 
and signed uh, Carl Crawford and that mess that they had in Boston, they ended up shipping all those guys over to LA. Um, you know, and, and he was, then he moved on to Chicago. I think shortly after, right before that, you know, the, uh, Boston had a dumpster fire. Um, you know, and, and you can look at this, is it shaping up in a similar way in Chicago? He certainly had much more homegrown talent he's dealing with here in Chicago right now. But some of that's coming up to an end because I don't know who they're going to be able to lock up long term. To me, Jim, is look, I know he's a smart guy, but to me, he's like a kid with a brand new Lego set that once he gets done building it, he wants to move on to the next thing. Whereas you have Mo, the kid that will build the Lego set and maintain it for 10 years. Um, I don't know. This is how those, that's how the plot lands on me for what I didn't plan on pulling out a Lego reference in the show today. That's pretty good. Pretty good. I like the Lego reference. That's pretty strong. I don't know. I think that's pretty strong. The Lego reference is awesome. Yeah. Um, I go Cardinals front office. Um, for sure. Okay. So let's let's look at a couple things here. And this is what I'm trying to figure out and how they've screwed this up. Okay. And the reason I say that is, is because they have managed to set themselves up for a total dismantle. Because you're talking about a, you're, I mean, we're talking about a, in 2020, okay, they are committed to a $183 million payroll right now, as of today, with only 28 players signed. And, and you know, there'll be some other little goofy things there, right? To, that they'll work on afterwards. Right. So, you know, they're, they're right there, right? 28 players signed for 2020, $183 million. And let the the truth is Anthony Rizzo makes uh Matt Carpenter money. I think he makes less. He does. He basically makes Dexter Fowler money. Yeah, you're right. And somehow they're screwing this up. I mean, this Jason Hayward thing just reeks. Like you everybody thinks we got problems. That reeks. Like that, like, oh, my God. And the Craig Kimbrell thing, oh, my God. You Darvish. Well, that was uh, John Luster. Yeah, I'm telling you, these a, guys are set up for a, a total dump in 2022. Here's your free agents in 2022. You ready? Rizzo. Yeah. Chris Bryant. Mm -hmm. Javier Baez. Kyle Schwarber. John Lester, all free agents, same year. Yeah, which is the core I was referring to. You know, at the top of the show, we went into this. Uh, that's, you know, I think, Jim, if I have to predict, you know, they're, they're only going to be able to afford one or two of those guys. And well, which one point, do you do? You know, they have to look at it and go, is it even – that's a good question. Um you know, is it even worth it at the end, or do you sell off and start all over again? Uh, that's that's what they're going to have to. Because I think if, I think if Jim, if they try to go somewhere in the middle, um, we're going to be a lot of like the Cubs we saw last year, or that we predict that we might see this year. Um, I don't know. It's it's. I, I tell you what. As as much as we grumble about what our front office doesn't do, they don't find themselves in a lot of situations like this. Listen, they had their great buy. I mean, seven years, $41 million for Rizzo. Rizzo's going to be a free agent at 32. Yeah. So Rizzo's going to be one of these guys 
that doesn't cash in on his career like other guys. Now that now you're going to sit here and go, I think he's fine. No, he is fine. You know, he is, he's completely fine. Yeah. Um, but Rizzo's not going to be a guy that makes $200 million over his career. He's not, you know, his no. next contract is probably going to be like a, I mean, I, when I take, I mean, could he get a Goldschmidt deal? He might, I don't know. I think at best he gets something like a. I think at best, Jim, he gets something perhaps like a Goldschmidt deal. Maybe it's something a little bit more like Josh Donaldson's deal. Um, I, that's where I'd probably put him, if I had to guess. I mean, I'm thinking he gets a. You know, again, is he worth more to the Cubs than anybody else? Sure. Obviously, the next couple of years are going to dictate a lot of things, but we'll see. The point is, they basically have had this guy under a good contract, and they've somehow screwed this up. You know, they had all these other guys, if you look at it, I mean, and, and where they're at on this, and you're like, how did they screw this up? Because the truth of the matter is you're looking at, like, some of these salaries, and Chris Bryant's an arbitration guy, right? So it's year to year. Like, where did they screw this up? You know, they, they paid $13 million, I guess, a year for Tyler Chatwood, and you're talking about a guy. Like, you think at, le at least Jason Hayward can play. Tyler Chatwood, you don't even want him anywhere near the mound. You talk about that's like taking a gas can out there. Right. See, ultimately, at the end of the day, that's just you. Javier Baez only makes $10 million. Javier Baez only makes $10 million. Yeah, they haven't uh, – you get the feeling like they haven't – I don't know about how you felt, Jim, but, you know, in – uh, you know, from 2015 up through the offseason of 2016 after the Cubs had won it, I mean, we all thought that we were facing down four to five years of just potential dominance by Chicago, and it just hasn't happened. And um, you look at look at even some of the trades they've made. You know, I look, I don't know. They won the World Series with Aroldis Chapman as their closer. I, I, I think they win it without him, and I'm sure that if they could undo that trade, they would, because I'm sure they would love to have – uh, Glebar Torres back in the organization, probably at shortstop with Baez at second or flip him around. Who cares? But, um, I mean, I, I'm sure they would like to have some of those deals back. Well, you make those deals and you live with the result, and the result was a, was a was a world championship. So I guess, you know, you make deals with the devil, you know. And But what it will teach you yep. here by looking at what we're talking about today is this. If you're a mid-market team, quote-unquote, you can't have very many $20 million contracts or it adds up in a hurry. That's really what you, what you get. If you look at what they've got, you can't have, I mean, I, it just adds up too fast. I mean, I was sitting here looking at that, like, and, and again, you're talking about just a layman, right? Like I'm just an, an average fan. Like I'm looking at this going, boy, is that right? Like, man, it says they got $183 million payroll. Where's all the money? But it's like, you know what? It adds up in a hurry when guys are making 20, 23. Think about it. You know, four $20 million contracts is $80 million. $80 million when you have four of those guys. And when they're not performing like $20 million players, you got a problem. Yeah, you do. And, you know, that's the difference between sometimes a big market team and a mid-market team that you're referencing. Um, you know, a big market team sometimes can absorb mistakes. And, and several, um, a mid-market team just can't. And, you know, imagine if the uh, imagine if the Cardinals had had retained Hayward, then we're not looking oh. at at first base. Jesus, right? Painful. I mean, it, 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 that would have taken years to get out from under. Yeah, I, 
it does make you nervous and it's real easy for us and, and it makes you sit here and think and I do. I I I um I I will say that I kind of look back at it and and I'm hard on them and I want them to spend money, but I I you know, I it's always the caveat of I want you to spend it wisely. Well, that's obviously easier said than done. Nobody signs a guy and thinks it's not going to work out, right? There are no guarantees. Um but in the end, I, <laughs> you got to be smart and it's probably it probably is hard to take risk when you're that mid-market team like uh, when he was in boston i mean he probably could have found a way to get around the hayward contract i'm not so sure but see that's the other thing too like see that's that's the big factor too here is what's the truth and what's not the truth because the reality of it is the people that own the Cubs have more money than God himself. If they really wanted to eat something and say, let's fix our club, they could. But yeah. usually, typically, people that have money and have gotten money make good decisions when it comes to this. And it tells me that somebody is sitting there going, I'm not quite sure just doing that's enough. Otherwise, maybe they do. I don't know. That's interesting. It's an interesting point. Yeah, I mean, you know, the other thing too is, in, and it's not just, you know, if, if they're over the luxury tax limit multiple years in a row, it's not just financially that they get dinged. And by the way, it's not a small amount. No, it's not. Um, it's also affects, you know, over time, it's draft pick compensation. I mean, it can really set you back if you go too many years over. And, and yeah, there's more really to it. Great point. Year. Great point, Ron. Great, great point. Because I don't think people think about that stuff. Great point. Um. All right. So I think we've I, we've had to hand it to the Cardinals, even though there's going to be some fans go, you guys are crazy. Um, <laughs> that brings me to the real the, the the main reason that I think the last category, the main reason why I think we're better than the Cubs and we were better than them last year and we'll be better than them for eternity. And that's the biggest category where I think we wipe them off the face of the planet. And that's the fans. No doubt about it. Cubs fans are trash. They'll always be trash. I got no love for you. <laughs> and it's a hand-to-town winner. And this is the one that I type in. Cards, huge. Cards, huge, huge advantage. <laughs> with your express written your express written commission, I will play that clip on our live show on Thursday on yep. the team arrivals, just so they can hear that. Yep. It, uh, I, I, I have great. to say, there's no doubt. If you look at this, because people are going to going to go, well, Jim, if you're so damn smart, how the hell did we beat them last year? If you do your count, I think they may. Well, let's do the count. So even if, okay, so sure. we gave our we gave the Cardinals. So STL Cubs. Okay, Cardinals. We went ahead and gave them catcher. Cubs. We gave first base. Second base, we gave to the Cardinals. Third base, Cubs. Shortstop, Cubs. Left field, Cubs. Right, or uh, push. There was a push. In center field, right field, we had to give to the Cubs. Starting pitching, slight edge of the Cardinals. Relief pitching. Bullpen was Cardinals. You know what? We had another category um that the cardinals are huge in that we did on the other one uh, we separated bullpen and closer 
that's another one that I think was cards. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, all right, so that was cards. Uh, manager, cards. Front office, cards. Mm -hmm. And fans, cards. So that's how we beat them. It doesn't always – you don't always right. have to look at it and say it's all offense. This game's done with more than offense. So that's yeah. how I think we're well, better than I'll the Cubs. repeat myself from that. Yeah, well, I think we're, we're better than the Cubs as of right now in a few key areas, which is what St. Louis relied on last year. Pitching, defense, base running. And I don't think that they've set themselves back in any of those areas. Um, we'll see. You'd have to, you know, we're, we're all hoping the offense just shows some improvement. Doesn't have to be massive, but shows improvement. And um, the only thing I'll caution on is, you know, I think position player wise, I think we're, it's pretty evident from what we've just done here today. Simple exercise, but you know, the Cubs have the the, hand, the upper hand as far as positional everyday players. But you know, if they improve in any other aspects of the game, which I don't know why they would, um, then they could they could possibly bridge that gap a bit um, given that the Cardinals could be looking at an offensive deficit versus where they were at last year minus um, you know 800 OPS bat that we're not sure how it's being replaced yet so um, I, I still think that the Cardinals sit in front of them um, and I don't think it's moved much from where we ended up last year well I'll say this for all the teams the reality of it is the bullpen I think plays such a huge part in the success or demise of a team that I think that plays a lot into how things go. So of course, some changes there, you know, Kimbrell being better and us regressing would, would change a lot of things, right? Like it really would, if you really look at this. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, I, in the end folks, take a bow, take a bow because you're the main reason we're better than the Cubs and that's the fans. So I'm going to leave it at that. Great right. stuff, hey, Ronnie. Before we yeah, before go ahead. We move on to before we before we move on to the end chair, I do want to get to this. This comment came over Twitter okay. um, shortly after we started, but I thought I'd get to it real quick just to get your get your thoughts on this. So, with the talk of Molina wanting to play beyond this season, the resigning of Matt Weider, should the Cardinals be shopping Andrew Kisner? I don't see the Cardinals carrying three catchers on the twenty-six man roster while uh, Kisner needs to play. Is he ever going to get his shot? in St. Louis. That comes from uh, Cardinals Nation 24-7. I wasn't even looking at the username. That's Cardinals. Yeah, that's, that's our buddies. Wallace, old buddy, so. Yeah, that's our buddies over there. Yeah. Um, and some people chimed in on it. I do think it's a worthy topic. Um, here's my opinion. I've heard it bannered, bandied about, I guess, that you could easily carry both of them. Um, I, would, I think that'd be an awful idea. Uh, two reasons. Number one, Kisner needs to play. And if, if you really believe he's not going to be a factor here for a couple of years, then I would assume he is part of a deal to help improve your club, whether that's today or a few months from now. But, it, you know, I, I just think the whole thing with Carson Kelly basically telling the Cardinals a couple of years ago, I'd rather be on the bench than at AAA. I've, I've proven everything I want to do there. Like, that's fine. Then, then trade him. So if Kisner's that way, then trade him too. Like, whatever. Um but you also have to look at your organization and say, where am I at for down the road? Like, you know, Yadier Molina's talked about playing a couple more years. Um, he's a realistic guy. I mean, any anybody that would say, like, let's talk about Yadier's words. If he, I would say this. Yadier's realistic. Like, if you put him in the lineup, he's going to give you everything he's got. But I think he understands that he can't play forever, even though I'm, I'm sure there's a small part of him that would think thinks he can. You can't play forever at the elite level. Okay, 
So I think there is probably some conversations with Yachty, like how he envisions those last couple of years of his career playing out. Does that involve te- like being involved in a, in a, in a timeshare with Kisner and things like that? I think these are all conversations that I'm sure are happening, but as far as today, I think it's an awful idea. And the main reason is this. I know right now Cardinal Nation thinks Matt Wieters walks on water. Okay. But I assure you he does not. Okay. You do not jump. You do not jumble up two roster spots for two guys that are probably not going to help you. You have your backup catcher for a main reason, and that is to back up Yadier Molina. And Matt Wieters prominently fills that role. I think it's fine, regardless of which one it is. But if you don't want it to be Kisner because you want him to play every day because he's young, that's fine then. Then let him play every day at AAA. And Matt Wieters maintains that role. You need to put a guy on that roster spot. That 26 spot is what we're talking about. It needs to be a guy that can play multiple positions. It needs to be a guy that can run. It needs to be a guy that can hit. And while everybody I know thinks Matt Wieters is a hitter, I beg you to go look at his career. Okay. He's not a stud hitter. I want a guy. Now, do you want to change Matt Wieters from being your backup catcher to your left-handed bat off the bench? I guess if you want to do that, you can. I guess you can if you think he's good enough. I don't know. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm interested in that spot maybe going to a guy that could probably play more and be involved in some of these roster spots that are, in my opinion, should be up for grabs. I want to see more of guys like – I want to see more of the guys that are athletic and can help you in multiple ways, like we saw last year when Edmund was running wild on the bases and when Tyler O'Neill does get a chance to play how much more athletic he is and when Harrison Bader plays and he's athletic. When things are going good. Now, if they don't go good, th- that's fine. We live with it, right? But in the end – that spot to right. me, like I don't want to just basically I don't want to just piss away that spot because it's an extra spot and we've never had it in the past, so it's not that big a deal. That's what that move feels like to me, and that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you here. Like, look, you, you got to have a backup catcher on the roster. Yeah, you're, he can't play every day of the week, um, not throughout the whole year. Um, your young catching prospects, they need to be playing. They're only going to get regular playing time at, in Memphis and Springfield and Palm Beach. They're not going to get that with St. Louis. So, you know, I, I look at Kisner this year. I, he needs to be in Memphis. He needs to be regular playing time. If Yachty is out for any extended period of time, Kisner is effectively the backup, and then Weeders is Kisner's backup, okay? That's, Weeders is a backup. backup. He's not a long-term option that somebody goes down unless they have no choice. So that's just what I think this is. Um, I don't know if they're – I know they have other prospects behind uh, Kisner that are working their way through the system. So I, I certainly don't – I wouldn't even go as far to say, man, he's totally expendable. But um, he's definitely uh, more expendable now, especially if you're talking about Molina extending himself out a couple years beyond this one. Um, so I was gonna want to get that question in there for those guys. Well, let me ask you this. What's his value? Like, I think you have to look at what's Kisner's value in a trade. Yeah. And I think that tells you all you need to know. Like, if his value's yeah. low, right. well, then then why would you get rid of him? But if his value's high, and he may never be worth more to you than he is today if his value's high. So why would you hang on to him if you have other plans and other things that you want to do? Yeah. You know? I mean, 
No, that's, absolutely. That's where and, I'm at. Again, that's reinforced. If, yeah, and, and it's reinforced if, if Yair wants to play a couple more years, and that's reinforced, right? Then then he's a little bit more expendable to you. And if you catch, you know, if you're dealing with a team that has a need for a catcher or even depth to catcher, um, you know, there, there's your value. So, yeah, I mean, I think if it's the right thing comes along, I don't think they mind parting with him. But as the way things sit right now, he's, he's going to be starting in Memphis. I mean, I'm just, you know, like I said, I, I'm looking at it trying to decide what's the best scenario for the St. Louis Cardinals in the long haul. So if it's me and he's his, and, and if Kisner's trade value is high, I'm trading him. I, I'm not going to make the same, like, I'm not saying you made a mistake with Carson Kelly because I think Carson Kelly was a, was a key part of how you made a trade. So, you know, yeah. uh, there may be people that want to argue that point and say, I think you're wrong. I think if we'd have traded him sooner, he'd have been worth more. Well, I don't know if that's the case. Like, I don't know that. that I don't know that to be true. Right? Like, I no, don't know that to be available, true. Right? I don't yeah. know. Interesting, for sure, you know. But I don't know that to be true. So, um, we'll see. I don't know. That's a great question, but I, I will say this the, the, here. Let me, let me say the last part of it though, too, in hindsight now, um, maybe Matt Weeders is your best pinch hitting option because maybe you aren't deep enough with proven guys. And if that's the case, then shame on us for not utilizing that 26 spot better. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. I don't know. That 26 spot sure felt like, Jose Martinez to me, <laughs> but I, I understand that trade too, though. You know what I'm saying? Like I get that trade 100%, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Even, even if the rumors are true that, uh, something I would love to discuss next week, um, if we get the time would be, you know, the potential for the DH coming as early as 2021. Interesting. Then how do you know? Right. And then, uh, you know, does that, uh, Knowing that, and I'm sure that look, I'm sure they they hear things before we do, Jim, in in the news, but um, that they definitely have more insight to it. But it just kind of makes you think. Oh, I wonder if that would have, uh, you know, circumstances were different, and this young pitcher wasn't available from Tampa. They hold on to Martinez for another year, using him as a pinch hitter um, this year, and then you know, look, you got a DH role for him in in the in 21, if if that becomes a thing or not. And I'd love to hear your opinion on that sometime down the road on just the whole DH because it seems inevitable. And I don't know. I like I, I will say this. If you're if you're into cryptic things, for a guy that doesn't give his like doesn't share too much, I think it was Mosaloc. It was either early in the off season or last or something where he said he could see the DH like get like he almost said, Get ready, it's coming. So which I thought yeah. was interesting. And, you know, that changes the Cardinals like if you have a salary structure, that's a big deal. A DH, you know, you pay for produ offensive production, which you better be getting out of a DH or it's a wasted spot, right? Correct? Right. I mean, you know, there's been guys that have rolled through here and every other team in the league that you look at and go, like like here, like, you know, uh, wouldn't you love to have Kyle Schwarber DHing? Wouldn't, you know, the, even when Matt Carpenter was murdering the ball, everybody bitched about his defense. So wouldn't you have loved that guy to be DHing, right? Like, it's, you look at some of the guys that have done it, there's a reason they're DHs, right? Like, it's like, holy shit. So right. you got to pay for that. You pay for production. 
Very few guys get paid because they can't hit and they play good defense. Very few guys do. Think about it. Name a few. Like, very few guys get paid to play great defense and not hit. Very few. I don't know. Interesting. This uh, this will be a hot topic, I think, because I think a lot of people are ready to dismiss the Cubs. And I'm going to tell you not so fast. But I do think we're better. I always think we'll be better. I'll never admit that the Cubs are better than us. And it's because their fans are trash. And I say that with love. Good stuff as always, my man. Enjoy doing the show with you. This is a lot of fun. Um one last time, thanking all the people that make this thing go. Uh, everybody here at lineupmediagroup.fm, home of your radio streaming platform for your mobile device. Uh, they do so much work behind the scenes. We thank them. You know, coming to you as always from the Patio Studios, original party place for St. Louis Cardinal baseballs. And uh, thanks always to Randy and Stephanie Green with InnovativeCompanies.com, residential, commercial, industrial. It's the name you know and trust. Great, great stuff today on the Patterson Tire and Service text line that, that, uh, that comment couldn't have come at a better time based on the conversation we were having when it comes to the bullpen, of course, uh, being a big part of why I think the Cardinals were better than the Cubbies last year for sure. Uh, Patterson Tire and Service, a whole lot more in a tire store. 618-797-6711. Give them a call and get yourself set up today. Uh, to my good friends over at Adam Smokehouse, making me hungry with lunch, right, uh, with it being lunchtime, uh, located on Watson Road and open till 7 on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Big box lunch order is not a problem. Catering, second to none, and, of course, the atmosphere inside. Get over there, try it out. You won't be disappointed. That's Adam Smokehouse, St. Louis. Here's your cue. GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. Uh, you know, for the high school guys, we got about a month left here to, to get in there and get to work. Uh, for the youth guys, eh, some of them a couple months. St- still lots of opportunities for you to get better. Located in Missouri and Illinois, GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. And, of course, DrChristenJacobs.com, who always reminds you that every day is Skin Cancer Awareness Day. Check out Ula La Spa Anti-Aging and Wellness Center to see if there's something that you've been wanting to do for yourself that she can assist you with. Um, twobirdsonabat.com make sure you guys subscribe to the show there it's free we ask everybody to do it it takes about 30 seconds our two birds bloggers can be checked out there as well at birds on a bat show on twitter follow us there two birds on a bat on facebook please like our facebook page and comment share and like our pin post which is the show which you know, which if you're listening to this now it's up two birds on a bat show on instagram and of course uh, we thank everyone for joining us for all of us here at two birds on a bat rubble feathers Let's go, bird. Go, bird. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.